Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy soccer and or football show where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. As always, with me is my compadre, Rob Langevin. How's it hanging, Rob? Good, Kev. How's it going? Getting excited? Less than 48 hours by the time people start listening to this for uh, football to actually mean something. None of these uh, preseason warm-ups and we can actually get, you know, put pen to paper and build a team. So uh, I'm ready. I'm psyched. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of building teams, uh, we had our experts draft last night with Taga. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And we're going to do a live on air team draft because we're going to be doing a season long competition against the guys over at uh, Anfield Index who have agreed to actually finally pay us for whooping their butts last season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, hopefully they're paying with interest. What's interest on a six pack? What is that? Another two uh, years? Yeah, Maybe an extra, a, <laughs> just a whole other six pack. Maybe, is it a growler? Maybe it's a growler. Oh, done. Yeah, a growler. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not with the hip beer trends, and I don't like sours too much. Yeah. A growler um, to be named later. <laughs> GTVN. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so we'll get into all of that later, but obviously, first up, we have some pretty high-profile transfers. Rob, why don't you take it away for us? Uh, you know, I mean, there's been some movement within the confines of the Premier League itself. And then, you know, they bring in high established names that people are jumping all over, you know, namely uh, Paul Pogba, finally here. Uh, he's got an established price now, 8.5. Uh, his ownership completely spiked already. He's owned in 12.2%. Um, from my perspective, as a fantasy analyst of the utmost capability, um, he's a box to box guy. Um, to me, he's not going to be in the top. 15 scores in the Premier League official game. In other formats, such as, such as Taga, he's a 500-plus score, easy, 500 points, easy. Uh, I think I read that they last year they compiled his stats, and he scored over 500. He was top seven overall, fifth mm-hmm. midfielder, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as a United fan, you got to be excited to have the name of Pogba on your team. From a fantasy perspective, uh, 12.2% of you are buying into that he's going to be more than that defensive midfielder, box-to-box guy. Um, listen, if he puts up 12-9, and nine, which I believe he did last year, 12-9, and nine, uh, 12 goals, 9 assists, like he did last year, he's a fantasy asset. But at his price, 8.5, um, are you better off shifting f- your funds to someone who's more of an attacking player? I'd probably say yes. What's your opinion on that, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, uh, especially because you'd assume that Mourinho is going to st- stick to a four-two-three-one. Pogba is really dangerous in a midfield three because he can get forward all the time. But especially if it's uh, Wayne Rooney, but even if it's Juan Mata in front of him, he won't really have the chance to be forward as much uh, in this system. So yeah, I, I agree there on both on both points that he'd be amazing in draft, but maybe not so amazing in this. Also, we've had a bit of a center back merry-go-round 
with Stones leaving Everton, now Ashley Williams heading to Everton, both at 5-0. Which one do you think has more value? Um, You know what? Based on the price point that you're buying into an elite defender for a Man City club, uh, Stones' 5.0 price tag is is awesome. It's it's the perfect fantasy thing that you need because you want to be invested in a top-flight team's defense. His 5.0 price tag is cheaper than almost everybody that was there already. The Otamendis, the Vincent Companies, the Gail Clichys, the Sonyas. Um, so at his 5.0, it's a great introductory to a, you know, a top-flight team's defense. Uh, it's, it's not, I'm not saying that Williams doesn't have any value because I think Williams' value is actually better because I think Williams is actually a better defender than a fantasy defender than mm. what John Stones is. Uh, listen, John Stones is all about the hype. He's, he's a young defender. He could do good things on the ball. Sometimes he looks foolish. Sometimes he, they come off and he looks fantastic. But for my money, if, since they're both 5.0, uh, I currently own them both, so I can't really say. Uh, I owned them before both of them got, tra- you know, tra- uh, as soon as John Stones got made to City, I put him in my squad. Yeah. But I've always had Williams in my squad because I like the, uh, the the fixtures that Swansea had at the beginning of the year. But, you know, gun to my head, if I had to pick one guy to roster for a majority of the season, I'm taking Williams. Oh, so I stayed on mute a touch too long there. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. Although I think Williams' minutes are more guaranteed. Um, I was I was not going to buy on Stones at all. Uh, and then I spoke with Richard Burns yesterday uh, of uh, multiple things, including Yahoo Sport. And he, he was saying that he thinks we'll be surprised by how many minutes uh, Stones ends up getting, especially because he can deputize outright, um, mm-hmm. where they have the off-injured, uh, uh, not Kolarov, um, Zabaleta, and then the off-version uh, <laughs> um, of Vakary Sanya. So the fact that he's flexible like that also... He's a right-sided player. That's where company plays when he's fit. We already know he's not to start the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think that now all of a sudden 5.0 is is a value. You, you don't think that they'll change his price now that he's changed club, do you? Or has it already gone through in the game? Um, I, think the, I think the only he's, – he's already gone through in the game. He's already on City. Uh, the only thing they could do is uh, when the season starts, no price changes go up or down before the season starts. So it will be all reflective on his ownership, which has gone up. Since our last podcast, which we did last uh, last week when uh, Chief was on, he was at 16%. He's at 26.1% currently right now on the Premier League game. So he's gone up 10% in the time that he signed with City. That's a lot. And obviously we'll, yeah. we'll talk about ownership a little bit uh, later. Um, another interesting move, Andre Ayew moves from Swansea to West Ham. I think this is a very frustrating move uh, for fantasy. It's, it's like too many running backs in a backfield. Where mm-hmm. he can play out wide. He's done it very well in the past. Um, but obviously they have lots of talented players there with Faguli on the right. I'm assuming we're going to start with Torre on the left. Go Torre, not Yaya or Colo, who I think is now in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. Because Lanzini's still hurt. Antonio's currently a right back. So you assume he's not starting on the wing. They do still have Andy Carroll, who had a very good second half of the season. You knew they wanted a forward. They went all window trying to find forwards just throwing 20 to 30 million pound bids at anybody that's ever played as a nine before they get IU he potentially could play with Carroll could potentially play up front now the upside obviously is that you have a midfielder playing forward which is unlimited value because you get extra points for for goals and stuff as as a midfielder so it is very interesting in that regard I'm a little worried about the minutes what's your take on IU yeah, I'm 
I'm worried about the shuffle that's going on with, with the Hammers. I don't know who's going to play where. Uh, I, I think we said off the air, I think this directly af- affects uh, Faguli personally. I think that he went from a, a, com- a sleeper for some teams to a, well, I don't know now. Because if, if all things comparable, are you are you playing IU or are you gambling on a Sofian Faguli getting minutes? I'm, I'm going to gamble that Andre AU is going to get the minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it'll get more muddled when... Uh, you know when Europa starts and they start playing more games and Lanzini's back in there. Um, one thing is definite: uh, Mike Antonio is definitely a defender now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'd have to imagine. Although he's looked pretty poor for them, especially in the Europa League. But hopefully he'll be able to turn that around because there's certainly no room for him further up the pitch at this point. Uh, all right. Well, last week we did a bit with Chief where we talked about the players that were too expensive and too inexpensive. This week we're going to go through a little bit and look at ownership. So, Rob, this, this was your idea, so I'll, I'll let you uh, kind of call the shots on this one. Who are the guys that you think are the most over and Every, underground? Everybody likes looking at ownership to yeah. uh, to kind of dictate their roster. Um, last week, like you said, we went over guys that are overpriced and underpriced. This week I'm going to bring up some guys that are, are over-owned, but mostly because of their price, so people are trying to squeeze them into the roster, or it because they're going on, you know, the auto auto submit roster, and those guys are coming up more often than not. Could be anything because nobody knows, nobody can explain what those are. But but anyway, so I'm going to go over some guys that are over overly owned, comparably to their price compared to other guys in the league. And then I'm going to go. I'll give you three under owned guys that I think that could probably should be more owned. Uh, so we'll start on defense for ownership. Uh, I'm going to start with Paredes for Watford. Uh, yeah, he's probably one of the bigger named four dot, four buck defenders. But but listen, for nineteen point one percent of you to be owning a guy for Watford who has a questionable defense as it is, besides their goalie, I don't know what people are doing. Yes, you want to squeeze in as much value as you can to the to the front eight that you can. But uh, if you save point five, you can upgrade him to any most any defender that has a name and a pulse, and it'll get you actual points in a fantasy thing. Um, I don't. I don't see where people's uh, value is coming from. And on the reflection of that, you know, I'm gonna. Ju- I'll jump to somebody who's actually owned a little bit more than him and is at 5.0. Um, I'm. Listen, Leicester last year they played the entire year. No, everybody was healthy. Nobody missed games. But you're telling me that 36 year old West Morgan at 5.0 owned in 24.4 percent of leagues is gonna do it again? No, it's not gonna happen. They're already missing Robert Huth for the first three or four games of the season. Um, you know they they've brought in other other guys there to, to diversify the minutes, especially with the Champions League games and their e- extra fixtures that they're going to have on their plate. Listen, I love West Morgan. There is no possible way that he retains 5.0 value for most of the year. Leicester is not going to be the same team shipping. They're not going to ship as many goals as they did last year because they I think it was less than one a game. I think it was 0.87 is what they allowed a game last year. So I mean, twenty four point four percent are buying into the the Leicester center center back. So I don't know what people are thinking, but that's just me. Um, and then midfield, midfield's a little bit easier because you get some guys that you know have name appeal and were benefactors last year. And this first guy is me, is me and Kevin Cuddleboy, and he knew it was coming because once I said ownership, <laughs> it was probably the first guy he wrote down. But the, but the name the name's a Spurs guy. Kevin's probably already in, in a dry sweat. He's probably getting some prosecco. Uh, and, yeah. right, and and it's uh it's Eric Dyer. Listen, sixteen point six percent of you uh own, own him at five dot five. He's a defensive midfielder. Last year he was listed as a defender. There is not a single chance in high heavenly hell that he finishes with anywhere near one hundred and fifty points. 
That that's even a breath in a, a wind. I think he's going to finish probably hundred. I would say probably between 100 to 115 is his cap. But everybody's buying into what he did last year, and he's a completely different listed player on the official game, and he's not going to score you the same amount of points because clean sheets for midfielders are worth one point, not four. So yeah. On the count of three, everybody that has Dyer, swap to day, day, Daily Blint. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just do the exact ref- reflexive of what the position swap of what they did. Uh, the other guy... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm picking on Lester because I think people are rostering them based on what they did last year. And the guy did score points. He's better in other formats like like target, like draft styles. But Daniel Drinkwater owned in 10.2 percent. I think this is a price thing. Personally, he's only priced at five dot five. Um, but funny enough, you know, it makes me go home. Is basically what it does. I'm like, wait, what? Because he's owned more than Roberto Firmino. I know the prices are different, but. You know, when you're looking at midfielders, this is the first thing that jumps out of you is ownership and then the ownership of guys around him. He's on more than Firmino, Sigurdsson, and Ross Barkley. Um, you know, it's all it is is shifting funds around. It's it's hard because, you know, if you have a, a 10.5 midfielder and you need to squeeze in somebody, sure, Daniel Drinkwater makes sense because he's never really going to play because you're probably playing four across the middle and three strikers. I get it. But for 5.5... You're better. You're better off just taking uh, somebody who's never going to even play, or taking a gamble on somebody like a Jordan Ibe, who actually has an opportunity in Bournemouth to actually flourish. That's just my two cents. Uh, from the forwards, for forwards, it's it's really not an ownership thing. It's more of a why are you doing this to yourself thing? Because uh, people are going to buy into certain guys, and I can't disagree with them because there's a lot of preseason hype on a lot of strikers that I love. I love this. I love a lot this year, but the one guy who who shouldn't be owned anywhere especially compared to his price. Wayne Rooney, Kev, you believe he's, yeah. he's owned in 6% of leagues and he's costing the same amount as Romelo Lukaku? Unfortunately, yes. I can't believe it, but stop it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Um, if anybody saw the community shield, Wayne Rooney looked lost. He gave the ball away at least four to five times. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that the pace that United is going to put on the field is going to pass him by, and he's not going to find a place because Mourinho is going to get tired of his slow play. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. He likes to hold the ball up too much for me, and I think United's pace of play is going to get get to him, and I think he's going to find the bench sooner than sooner than later. Um, so those are my over over owned guys. Most of them are, are like I said, because everybody's trying to you know squeeze squeeze some pennies into their roster, and I get it. Everybody tries to do it, tries to do it, but I would just rather have a comparable option. Traced at the same point and actually have some room to blossom rather than a dying plant. So those are my over overowned guys, Kev. Who you, you got anybody in mind? Uh, yeah, just starting at the back with goalkeepers. We talked about him last week. It's Thibaut Courtois. You're, you're a Chelsea fan. We've we've talked about this many times. He really struggled towards the back half of last season. Didn't look amazing at the Euros. He's still nine percent owned, and he's at five dot five. He is as expensive as anyone else in this game as a keeper. And is nowhere near the likes of De Gea or Czech or hey, Lloris and he, Bias. And he looks like Master Blaster from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> You're not wrong. What is it? His, you know what? Uh, you know when you start uh, like career modes in video games and you have to design a face? Yeah. His face looks like a pre-rendered face. Yeah, he's the generic version of like an unpixelated, un-HD, un-HD TV. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I just think that's a very strange one. Yeah. And uh, I'll just do under and over for each position. Uh, the under one for me is uh, Pickford of Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, more owned than Courtois, 
But considering he's at 4.0, and you got to imagine he's going to beat out Manone. With Moyes coming in, you assume he'd be looking more for the long-term future at that position. Um, kind of like when Stoke let go of, uh, oh my gosh, Begovic, mm-hmm. and then gave the job to Butland. I think we'll see a similar thing here. Also, you and I both surprisingly high on Sunderland, as long as they keep Lamina Kone at the back. Yeah, I, if they I, don't, I, I start I like having questions. Yeah, yeah, I like Sunderland. Yeah, and if, if 4.0, considering he's probably going to win that job, I think it's worth it for now. And if he doesn't win that job, the only reason you should have a 4.0 guy is if you have a 5.5 guy for me. Because mm-hmm. you're either deciding between star and scrub, or rotation. Mm-hmm. And you can pick one or the other. You don't want to rotate high price guys because you here's a good tip. Don't spend more than ten on keepers. Yeah. Ever. No. <laughs> right? Like you either want like two five guys or like a five and a four five, or you want to go five five and some junk heap guy. And I think that uh with Pickford you have a very high upside junk heap guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this with him just like, oh how rude. Um, but anyway, those are my calls, uh, as goalkeepers. For defenders, you already mentioned him. John Stones? At 26%? Like, I'm just convinced that he's ownable. Because a city representative, not representative, but a guy that covers city as his job just told me he'll get plenty of minutes. But at 26%, that is a lot. Uh, you have him. What, what was your thoughts? Uh, I you know, I just like him because he's a great introductory value to a top team. That's the mm. only reason. I, that's the only reason he's rostered on my team. Yeah, it, it, I'm I'm just gonna shy away from that a whole lot. I think five zero is is still a lot. Also, all like Aspilicueta still being at thirteen. He's the most ownable Chelsea defender, but not really a huge fan of that. Also, Nathaniel Klein at eight point seven. Just because he's good in real life does not make him good in fantasy. Mm. Last year. He almost had 3,000 minutes played. He was 30 minutes shy. Only had 93 points. I don't see the value that everybody else sees. The year before that, he had 142 points, which is pretty substantial, but mm-hmm. he only had two goals and two assists. Yeah. And Liverpool mm-hmm. are struggling with keepers. They aren't sure if they're sticking with Mendele or not because the other guy they brought in broke his hand. Yeah, they're not. So, they're not. They're not stout defensively. Loris Carius. Yeah, Loris Carius. Yeah, Liverpool is not stout during the back. They're going to score a ton, but they're going to ship a lot. Yeah. So barring that one really good Southampton year, his career stats are badoop doop doop, uh, two goals and eight assists over four years. Oh, I'm including. Yeah. So then, total points: eighty nine, one hundred, one forty two, which was the good year in ninety three. Yeah. So I don't know why people think that this is about to turn around for him. When it clearly hasn't, just a little bit below him, your boy Scott Dan. Resting at 7-7, had more goals than any other defender last season. That team has improved with Mondanda behind him. Think the clean sheet potential goes up. Love him a little bit further down. Van Anholt at 7.2. We just talked about how much we love Sunderland. I'm a little partial to um, Lamina Kone, who we both like a whole lot, and he's at 4-5. But Van Anholt at 5.0, he had the second most assists of any defender. So these guys that are near the top of these like significant scoring categories are much lower than like high profile name guys. Like Eric Baye at 5-5, I think he's going to get a chance because Smalling is suspended the first match, which is very frustrating, which I'll talk about later. That was supposed to be served or commuted uh during the uh community shield, but then it wasn't for reasons. Um, so Baye and Blint is probably your starting pair to start the season, unless Phil Jones sneaks his way in there. Um, but anyway. Sneaky Phil Jones. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> sneaky Phil I am Jones. Ex- I am extra sneaky, sure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know why some of those names are so high up there. I know you're a huge Van Dyke guy and you drafted him. We can also get into that when we talk draft. I'm just not so sure uh, with this whole managerial change. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad pick at 12.5%. I'm just, I'm just a little... Little, little hesitant. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in because Scott Dan is the one guy that I like uh, for my guy. So, and you just mentioned him, but I just yeah, want to yeah. reiterate that. Listen, there's not many. Name another defender on Crystal Palace that you're gonna own. Martin Kelly, no. Mm-mm. You know, Papasuari is, is hurt now, so he's probably gonna miss the first week. Yeah. The, Damian, I Lee, loved, I loved uh, Joe, uh, Joel Ward last season. Yeah, got to see him live in Cincinnati. He has an awful touch. Yeah, and it has completely good. turned me off him. Yeah. But Scott Dan's on at 7.8%. Look at his price. You're paying for a premium defender because he is a premium defender. Kevin just said he had the most goals, the most assists for a defender. Guess what? That is awesome. That's a coup for you as a defender. Listen, and after the first two fixtures for Crystal Palace, it completely flattens out for the first fo- for the next four. So guess what? You don't have to touch him for the first for the first six weeks. If you don't want to play him in the first two weeks, guess what? He's going to be in your starting roster for the first six weeks, and you don't have to waste a, a, a transfer on a defender from Crystal Palace. If you had to decide between him and Fuchs, which way would you go? Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like I, that guy I, in I, Saul. I go, I go with Dan right now. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just because you want to see what Lester can do again. Yeah, I don't. I Lester's. I think in the beginning of the year is I like their defense, but without Huth, I'm I'm te- I'm interested to see what goes on in the back there. Uh, how Morgan operates with the person whoever's playing next to him, whoever they want to you know put in his in whose spot. Um, Fuchs during the preseason hasn't looked awesome and he's been subbed out every game but that's normal because he's coming off the, the Euros um, you know everybody, I'm hearing questions about if, if Danny Simpson is a nailed on starter anymore um, it's, 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 it's a conundrum for the Leicester defense listen they played cohesively last year I'm worried about the cohesion and how it affects them as a group yeah they were never that quote unquote great but yeah mm-hmm. they, they worked very well as a unit um, another one uh, moving on to midfield that I have so many questions about is N'Golo Conte. Mm-hmm. Why is he owned in 25.1% of leagues? Because he's sexy. That's why. Because <laughs> he's 5.0 and he's going to play every game. Let me let me tell you about the stats that he was really good in last year. Interceptions and tackles won, in which he, he was best in the league in both. You want to know what counts for absolutely fuck all in the official game? Those two stats. So if you boil it down, last season, one goal, four assists. Now he's playing with a more talented attacking team. This is going to be bombing forward, requiring him to stay back. He only had five shots on target all season. Only 26 key passes, five successful crosses. What, what Am I missing? I feel like I'm crazy. No, he's your prototypical box guy. 5.0? I, I don't get it. He's brought in to do one thing, and that's control the center of the fi- the pitch, and that's yeah. what he does. I t- I'm so I'm so baffled. Also, while we're sticking with Chelsea, Hazard at sixteen point eight. I know everybody thinks he's going to bounce back, but at ten I'd much rather see it before I do it. Mane's price is too high. Although having seen him this preseason, he does look much mm-hmm. better in that team than I thought he would. So I do have a little bit of crow there. Um, we touched on Pogba earlier, but just want to readdress it at eight point five. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in our Manchester United preview uh, over on EPL Roundtable, but we both thought he would come in at a much higher price than this. Yeah, I think that this is the right price, but does that make it worth it? No, he's still. Uh, you know, like it's low enough to tease you. Yeah, it's but. it's tempting because he's Paul Pogba and he's got he's the the newest name in the new the bunch of newest names. You know, 
when people start realizing that United, he's not going to be utilized as much in the offense going forward for United, I think they'll start, you know, realizing that, all right, he's not, he's not going to be what a fantasy asset I thought he could be. But he's, st- he's still, he's still going to do well, but he's just not going to do as well as people are saying. Like, he's not God. He's not going to walk on the field and go, God bless you, my son, and walk down the middle and 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 do weird godly things and then have a last supper with Scott Dan there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, also, while everybody's fighting over the uh, Ali's and Ericsons, which is their want, if you want to save one dot five, Lamella's going to play every match before the Champions League starts. Then you might get some weird rotation. So this would be like a temporary thing. But he was really good last season. I know I've talked about him a lot, but it seems like nobody's really bought into him except for Mike Phillips, who way out drafted me last night. Yeah, I wanted him. I wanted him in that spot. He got picked one one pick before me, and I was and I texted you, and I was like, ah, uh, I don't yeah. want. I, I wanted Lamella, but I don't want Lamella. That was right, my right. big. That was my big conundrum. <laughs> yeah, but five goals, nine assists last year. He was top six, which I know is kind of an arbitrary stat. You want to be top five, otherwise you're top ten. <laughs> he was sixth. In uh, key passes last season, I think he's going to have a really big breakout. Again, if you're looking at friendlies, you're not looking for results. You're looking for performances. And he's had some brilliant strikes. Um, so I, I really think he has a value at 7.0. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's pretty low owned. 10.2. It's actually not as low as I thought. It's still more owned than Mkhitaryan or Willian or mm-hmm. Firmino. Holy crap! I know you mentioned him, but Firmino at 9.5%. I know both of us were low on him, but based on everything we've seen this preseason, he's one of the staple guys. Yeah. And that was the only concern. The performance was never the concern, so he's vaulting right back up my ranking. So you you people need to get Firmino back into your squad. Yeah, the thing the thing with Firmino right now is like, he was actually lower a week ago, but since you know people are starting to get the news that you know KDB's not going to play first week, Payet's not going to play first week, guys with similar price tags, I think they're shifting their money from those you know staple higher higher end midfielders to to Firmino now. So he's, his 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 actually ownership has gone up in the past week. It's not it's it's actually not like stagnant where it is. Yeah. Um. So my my midfield guy that people are overlooking are um. I wish his team scored more because I think if they scored more, he probably would be owned more currently and they'd probably pay attention to him more. But I think people are sleeping on what Southampton's going to do this year. Uh, they're, mm. they pl- they their their team is fit there to be more offensive than they've been accustomed to. I think Dusan Tadic is in position to finish in the top three in assists in the Premier League. Uh, I'm gonna, I, think I, I think I said that like two or three weeks ago, but I think he's, I think he's set to have a breakout season. Um, I think that I mean, he, he was to, third he, last season, so it's not even that crazy. I just to, think people see, don't see. know. Nobody, nobody really knows. No, nobody knows about him because Southampton doesn't isn't like an offensive juggernaut like City or Arsenal. They don't have the sexy toys that everybody wants to play with, like the you know the the, the Atari Jaguar and you know all that stuff. Um, but well, that was an obscure toy reference right there. Um, but yeah, but Dusan Tadic owned in only five point one percent of leagues. Price tag seven point seven point five. There's also another conundrum with 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 Tadic at that that seven point five price tag. That's basically like the middle ground of all the great midfielders. You know, you have Sigurdsson, you have Ayu. There's a lot of guys at that 7.5 price tag that you can completely commit to and be like, yeah, I can go with them. You know, Fabregas is there. There's there's a ton. There's literally a ton of 7.5 guys. Uh, Barkley is another one, even though we, we all hate him. We anyway, really he's, not a fr- he's not a friend of this podcast. But Dusan Tadic, 
finished in the top three last year with assists. He's going to do it again this year. I think he's got better offensive around him now because they don't have that flagpole from Italy in the middle now. They actually have some people who like to run for the ball instead of it just pass to their feet. Uh, so Dusan Tadic, 5.1% owned, price tag, really conducive for a number two or a number three midfielder after you get your high price guys. Um, and then my, my, my forward, I'm just going to jump right into it, Kev, because uh, Callum it. Wilson. Callum Wilson, Bournemouth. I've been talking their praises all year. Listen, their, their schedule at the beginning of the year sucks. Everybody's looking at it. They, they play United first, and then their next two are, are they believe they play West Ham and somebody else and somebody else. They play, they play one of the other, other 19 teams. So uh, look at it that way. Um, but, yeah, Callum Wilson. I like what I saw before he got injured, and then what they've added around him, the Jordan, Jordan Ibe slash eBay, um, you know, they got Max Gradell back. I think that the cherries are gonna are gonna be in full bloom this year offensively for for the for Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, you're not gonna play him after the first two games. You're not gonna play him the first two games anyway because at his price tag at six dot five, you're probably owning Ibrahimovic slash Aguero plus another big big name forward. Whoever you want to gamble on schedule wise, whether it be Lukaku, Kane, or anybody in that forward range. So the first two games, he's not going to play. Good, because the, the first two games are the worst on his schedule for the first 10. So get him out of the way, just roster him, and just sit there and reap the benefits when you can go to three forwards in the, in the third week and, and just go to a flat fourth across the midfield. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Max Gridell, like, way too much. Did manage to draft him last night. I need to quit teasing everything that uh, happened yeah. <laughs> in that draft because we're just going to talk about he's, it. He's surprisingly older than I thought. He's 28 years old. Yeah. But I, I really wish I had his stats in front of me. But I, I wrote something somewhere or talked about it somewhere uh, about if you upped his stats from the minutes he played last season to this season. And it was something mm-hmm. like 10 goals and 20 assists. Obviously, that's not like a one-to-one ratio um, you'd expect this season. But he's absolutely dynamic on the wing. I am a little less uh, bullish about Wilson just because he struggled so much when he came back. But he did come back from a pretty devastating injury. So... You know, you, there, there's there's some wiggle room in there um, for what I think about him. Uh, what do you think about Shane Long at 15%? He's 14.9, technically. Uh, but I know he's your dude. Is everybody just deciding that Austin's not really in the, the picture here? Uh, I don't think Austin is in the picture. I think Shane Long is the guy there. I think Shane Long fits what Southampton's going to do up front more than what Austin does. I think Austin is, is a throwback to what they just shipped to China. Uh, Austin is not really uh, a move guy. He's he's more of a you know centerpiece guy. He's like, all right, I'm here. Get me the ball. Uh, where Long is a dump and chase and go get it. I'll beat the guy. You get in position. I'll pass to you. We score. Yeah. Uh, Austin to me, you know, he's a great. He was great two years ago. He was a fantasy. Everybody's you know, trying to recapture that glory. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when he had he had 16 goals or whatever. He had 14 goals and six of them were on PKs and. Nobody ever realizes that they were on PKs. But guess what? He's not taking the PKs for Southampton, I don't think. But that's True. just me. I think Tadich will probably be the, the PK taker. Yeah. Or if or if, if, if Ward-Prowse is on the pitch, I, I think Ward-Prowse is the, probably the... Yeah. Man, I really wish I knew which of those three were going to start between him, Hoiberg, and Class C. You, yeah. you assume Steven Davis is locked, but... Yeah, Davis is in. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting because James Ward Prowse, a couple, you know, the last two years, he's, he's taken, he's come in and taken a lot of set pieces, and he's taken a, his fair share of, of penalty kicks. So if he's on the pitch, you have to question or wonder if he's going to take it. But True. You and know, he can deputize on the wing, which they kind absolutely. of need now. With uh, he can play all over, and you know, you know, if Tadich, if Tadich is on the early going, I don't actually know who I don't follow Southampton's you know set piece taking and penalty kickers right now. But but if if Tadich is on a lot of their PKs at the beginning of the year. Look out! His ownership is going to spike yep. a lot. 
for sure. I'd agree. Um, a guy who has a very low ownership, but maybe it's warranted because the way his season starts. It's your boy, uh, Troy Deeney, who is currently only 5.5% owned, but it's probably because his first five weeks are Southampton, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham, and Manchester United. Yeah, it's the awful, awful it's, schedule to it's start. Real for the, it's real bad. For the Hornets. It's real bad, and especially with the new manager. Mm-hmm. Like, it would not be surprising if they have, like, four points coming out of that. Yeah, and they still have questions through the midfield. Who's going to be the possession midfielder? They don't have actual wingers. Yeah, who's going to be possession midfielder? Because Ben Watson is still there. Ugh. Yeah. And, you know, Etienne Capoue is, is there, he's, but they, he's plays more of They forgot to upgrade. Yeah. And Unless defen- you believe in Bryce Jajeje. Yeah, their, their defense is just... Yeah. It's a bunch of no-name guys that you don't really want to roster. Yeah. It's basically it, the Watford's fantasy assets are Gomes and goal, Gomes and goal, and then Agalu and uh, Dini. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I tend to agree with you there. Um, yeah, there aren't. It feels like most forwards are like in the right area. Maybe Musa is a little high at thirteen point one percent, just because you're kind of hedging your bets, right? It's either he's going to be starting a lot, which means he's going to be on the wing. Which mm-hmm. means he's going to be less effective just because he's an actual forward. Or he's going to have less minutes as an actual forward, which means he's not going to be on the pitch enough to make a difference. I just, I just think it's like a, a circle of meh-ness. I really yeah. like him as a player. It's just either he's going to be out of position or in the right position not getting enough minutes to do much. So 13.1 feels a little high. Also 7.5 feels a little high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that has nothing to do with my rating of him as a player. Because I loved him at Seska last, last year for, in, in Moscow. Mm-hmm. Um, and have for, for a couple years now. I, my, I was a little worried when Dumbia left. Just because he, he crashed and burned so hard at Roma. Uh, and then allegedly at Newcastle where he played for like 26 minutes. But um, it really looks like Moose is going to be the real deal in a bigger league. I, I'm just worried about either the playing time or the positioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, the thing I worry about Moose is... How much more of an upgrade fantasy-wise is he between if you take what Okazaki did in the first 60 minutes and then what Ochoa did at, in the last 30, combine those two together, how much more of an impact fantasy-wise for Lester is he going to have with mm. those two combined compared to what his output could be? I don't think it's going to be much, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, man, that was the greatest thing I have ever heard. I didn't even realize that commercial was so long. Yeah, I know, right? I almost took a nap, but then I didn't because I realized how valuable that service is. Yeah. Plus, you know what's valuable? Hmm. Having live fantasy building on fantasy team building 
right through your ear in your podcast, which we are currently going to do because we've been challenged once again this year by the Anfield Index. The lads over there want to build their own team against our team, which we are currently going to build right now, right in front of you, right before your very eyes. Get ready. It's going to disappear and then reappear. Kevin, <laughs> are you ready? Uh, I'm ready for this live-ish version of us making a team. It's it's live for us, and, not for you. <laughs> and, and and everybody at home, me and Kevin haven't we didn't even talk about this beforehand. We have no idea what, what everybody what each what each other wants. We're just gonna throw names out and then go. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're we're gonna see how that goes. Let's uh, wait. Do you want to build from the back or from the front? Um, I no. guess from the front because it'll be no. easier to know. Here, here's place. here's what I do. Yeah. We pick. We're gonna go. One nailed on defender, one nailed on midfielder, okay. one nailed on and forward, from and then fill in. Because usually those three are probably the most of, most of, of, uh, expensive, and then we'll work backwards. Okay, I like it. Well, let's start with defenders. We both just talked about how much we love Scott Dan. We have to have Scott Dan, right? Yep, Scott Dan is it. Right. Um, no, because the oh. first two games suck. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you're looking at matchups early on, which obviously is Actually, valuable. Actually, no. I disagree. I disagree. No, Scott, I have it backwards. Scott Dan's for the first That's two. That's a good one. Good. It's West right, right. Brom. Yeah, it's West Brom. So Scott Dan is in for first defender, yes. All right, done. Scott Dan is in our team. Yeah, mm-hmm. West Brom, Tottenham, Bournemouth. You don't like that second match, but the West Brom and Bournemouth ones don't really trouble Fuck. you none. Yeah. In midfield, how how expensive are we going with this first guy? We're going I, crazy pants? We're going normal? Well, we're going to pick a guy who's going to play. So yep. Pyatt and the KDB are out the window. So I'm going to say that uh, my first tout is probably to either Firmino or... Hmm. I mean, I can mess with Firmino. We both had him high in our rankings and low in our rankings. It seems like we're coming back to neutral. Also, uh, we could just go Firmino Tadic. <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's, let's pencil those Firmino, Firmino Tadic. Okay, I'll eventually. definitely put in Firmino. We'll put Tadic, Tadic on the Tadic penciled in list. No, Tadic is in. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's in. All right, there it is. Uh, keep adding players till you have a full squad. Oh, okay, website. Good call. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you for being progressive in our live team-building exercise. Yep, good looking out. Ooh, Firmino, Arsenal and Tottenham in his first three. Are we just whatever about that? Uh, Arsenal's defense is shite. Oh, right, they don't have anyone. Yeah, we're fine with that. We'll... And- and we don't have to talk about Tottenham. Oh, that was the first time I've talked about him this whole time, except for Lamella. Dang it. Um, <laughs> okay, so for forwards, how many of the big three are we going? Are we going one, two, all three? Probably not, considering the players we've already brought in. Forwards, uh, expensive-wise, well, it's going to start we'll start and end with Aguero for me. So. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, that's a very popular pick. Um, um, I yeah. did, I will say, I... Uh, you know, sometimes when you're writing an article, you're almost looking for a narrative. Like, you go to the stats expecting them to say something. And uh, mine was, I was going to go back and see how many years the best striker or the golden boot winner in a league was under Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. And it's only happened like four times. Hmm. Which I, th- I found very surprising. And twice it was Messi, who was like kind of a forward, but kind of not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just found that very surprising because I was expecting it to be like amazing. But it was like two messy years, one Lewandowski. I forget what the other one was. But yeah, I, I yeah. was just kind of taken aback. Um, but anyway, Aguero, obviously, we know Aguero's, his class. Aguero's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. have him in. Uh, next is a uh, goalkeeper, or do you want to do like you, the B tier of the other guys? You, you can start with goalie. Uh, yeah. we, we both, both love I De Gea. Think, yeah, absolutely. De Gea is in with, uh, with the Crystal Palace as a backup. That's, so a probably, lot, that's a lot of money with Mandanda, man. What do you mean? Is he five or four dot five? He's five, isn't he? 
I just kind of assume. I thought they were both 4.5. Interesting. Scrolling, 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 scroll. Wait, am I crazy? They're both 4.5. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. I'm on board then. I'm not seeing him for some reason on my list, but whatever. <laughs> Fine. Mondanda's in there then as our as our 4.5. Mm-hmm. Which we are, we're all, we're all good with. Okay. Um, we got our five, we got our five dot five defenders, so we have to fill in there. So do we, do we go great matchups or fantasy potential? Interesting. Um, I, I, you know, probably matchups. That's how this game is actually yeah. played. But you know, this is the first of the season. So mm-hmm. you do want to be closer to what you imagine your your full team season will be. I assume we've already ruled ourselves out of like the Bellerins and the Olderverolds and the the yeah, Kishonis yeah, and those yeah. guys, all the six zero plus. The, yeah, nobody over six. We can have another five dot five, which is probably what I'm going to suggest. I think our second defender should be Virgil Van Dyke, and then we go. Interesting. Three, like I said, I'm not. I'm just not so with the new club and everything. No, nope. I Dude. don't know, man. Nope. He's the best defender in the Premier League. He might not even play. He's got a little orange thing next to his face. He's fine. <laughs> uh, may I preach to you about the glory of Patrick Van Anholt and all of his assists? Yeah, they play. They play Man City the first game. Dude. They do. That's that is true. What about what about a shiny Craig Dawson? Very uh, not gonna then we're, we're, goals. we're going. Then we're going against our first choice for defenders. Okay, that's fair. Fine, I'll put in Van Dyke, Watford, and Sunderland, two of his first three. So I guess that's, I guess that's fine. But later, I'm gonna pick a thing, and you just have to go with it, like I did. That's do. fine. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the midfield. We have Tadic and we have Firmino. We do. So that uh, pretty much I, rules us out of the top guys at this point. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. think we can go higher than like six five. Yeah, if, if and I, it, I think it rules us out of another Southampton midfielder who I I have an obsession with, in Nathan Redmond. So. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't um, have to. I, yeah. But, yeah. I think our third our third midfielder um, would be someone of who plays in Liverpool, but not for Liverpool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Jerry Delafeo there for our Ooh, third midfielder. Jerry D. We do both love us some Jerry D. That is that is for dang sure. Doop doop doop. Everton. Yeah. Oh, he's six five. Hmm. All right, all right. Well, well, we'll see where that leaves us with uh, forwards. We have forty three point five left. Okay, so forwards we we have Aguero. So I don't know if we have the money to do Kane or Ibra, unfortunately. No, uh, I was actually going to say I think I think Vardy for the first game against Hull is a great pick. Yeah, you know? we don't have Mares because I'm worried about having both, but we don't. And it allows us to to basically get anybody we want at the forward rank if we have Vardy because there's only three guys above. His price point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm cool. So think, if we're going Vardy, is it not worth the one to get to Kane? Or are you like worried about what you saw in Europe? He hasn't yeah, gotten off to hot starts, etc. Cetera, et cetera? Kane is rosterable after October. All right. Fair enough. Then Vardy is in there. Now we're looping back around to defenders. Now we need to start going budget because two five fives is a, mm-hmm. is a lot to start okay. off with. Well, now we can get into a guy that we kind of like, but we don't really need to roster right away. Mm. So it's, this is guys that we're looking down the line for. Guys like Lamina Kone. Oh, 4.5. You're not going to play him the first fixture, but you're going to play him the second fixture, and you're going to play him the, the fourth fixture. You're going to play him the fifth and sixth and seventh. Yep. So, I like so he's Peters. A, he's, a guy, he's a guy in that in that... That realm, we can also afford one 5.0 defender 
if we want to go two four dot fives. So I'm a big proponent of spending more on defense than other people. Well, how about Van Anholt now at five? Or are you still well, worried about that I'd first have, matchup? I'd rather have I'd rather have Kone at four or five. Well, you just said we could have a five. I know, but I'm saying, but you, you could probably get. I'd rather oh, have Williams. I'd rather have Sunderland Williams. Defenders. Yeah, I had. I'd rather have Williams at five than I'd rather have an eye hole. That is a bold statement. I'm not about that Williams life. I um, like, like center backs, man. <laughs> I I know you do. Uh, mm-hmm. What about uh, coming back to a Craig Dawson? If we're talking at fives, the matchups aren't bad. Crystal Palace, Everton, Middlesbrough. Either they're gonna have Lukaku or not. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not a bad shout. All right, I like him. Okay. <laughs> as I said, just... as I said in uh, your uh, in the preview I did for you, uh, the only thing that Tony Pulis does more than look for perfect tracksuit hat combinations is play defensive football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Dawson, for some reason, has been very underrated this preseason. Okay. He's in the team, and then you put you might as well, just, you, might as well you might as well click on Lamina Kone then because he's going in the team. Man, that that is a expensive defense, yo. No, it's not. I only have in in my team. I only have one five five, and then one five zero, and then all four fives to just kind yeah. Of but look, with each other. but look at it, we, we we don't have a big big price midfielder. So we have a seven dot five, a six dot five, and an eight dot five midfielder. There's nobody over nine. Like none of the big names are in there. So True. we have the luxury to do whatever we want. We can have another seven dot five midfielder if we want right now, and still be on budget to have a a, a six dot five forward. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we currently have twenty four dot left. We're back to midfielder. We we go on Gambly with Elmo. What are we What are we thinking? Um, midfielders is tough, right? You know, because there's a lot of guys that like. Also, everybody hearing all these clicks. That's uh, you know, because we're scrolling and stuff. Yes, we're <laughs> we're totally trying to figure out our rosters on the fly. Because, like I said, this is completely completely on the fly. Off the off the top, it's off the dome, yo. Yeah, I mean, we can anybody in the seven dot five realm is in is in is in play. How about G- wait seven dot five? Yeah, we already have. An eight five, a seven five, and a six five. Yeah. So, so you're just we like punting that low. third forward. No, because you can still afford a six dot five. You can still afford Andre. You can still afford Andre Gray as a third forward. Watch, True. watch this. Too watch much this. <laughs> watch this. You you can kick Z, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. There's our fourth midfielder. Man, first, you believe in the Swansea team right now? First two, first two games are Hull and Burnley. Come on, man. I. Okay, but if if he doesn't perform in those, you can pretty much write him off for a while. Yeah, absolutely, sure. Hmm. I do obviously love him. Just I do not like what's going on in that club at the moment. Okay. Um. All right. He also has a little orange jubilee do. Well, we can always change if, if this isn't set in stone because we can change. True. Uh yeah, so we'll obviously check back in with this before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we just thought it'd be good for you guys to be able to hear us as, as we kind of work through our thoughts. Um, okay, sixteen point five left to spread among three players. Mm-hmm. So, so now you got, a, you got a you got a six dot five mid. You got a six dot five forward. You can have your choice of Negredo, Gray, anybody, anybody in that realm of consciousness. Yeah, I have Negredo in my actual team. I don't mind Gray. What, what's their start of the season like? Uh, it's it's doop, okay. Doop, 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 doop. Swansea, Liverpool, Chelsea. You don't want that. Mm, not as much. Yeah. But, you, but you're not really going to play him. True. Yeah, because we have a really, really strong midfield there at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Or we can go Shane Long. Oh, man, I messed with Shane Long. I feel like they also have a rough start, though. 
I don't remember what I was Wat- doing. Watford United Sunderland. Yeah. Nah. I just feel like there's something something better out there. What what do we have left? Seventeen point point five. Oh, uh, we have sixteen point five for three squads. Uh, okay, let's oh, do. A, well, let's let's do a Ford Auto Defender and just get it done with. No. Do you believe more in Paredes or um, uh, Kingsley? Sixteen point five. That me for twelve. We can we can actually do a four dot five and then a six dot zero midfielder and then a six dot five. In theory, yeah. mm-hmm. you want to do that? Yeah, it's four dot five defender. Your choice. Go ahead. Interesting. Well, since this is our fourth defender, we don't have to worry about him playing immediately. This is, I, our, fifth, this is our fifth defender. Oh, snap. I like Peters a lot. All right. George, George, how about George Friend with mid, mid, Middlesbrough? Interesting. How much is Keane? I never actually checked. Oh, he's a 5.0. Nope. Um, yeah, Friend's an interesting one. I just think he's being super overvalued right now. Stoke, Sunderland, West Brom, Crystal Palace, first Stoke, four. Sunderland, West Brom. It's not a bad shout. Fine. Just letting you run all over me. I, I can't have all, I just fine. have all the good ideas. I'm sorry. It's fine. Alright, we'll get friend in there then. Or or you now because they have a bad schedule the first couple. I was gonna say uh what do you call it? Simone Francis, but Oh, I do love me some Simon Francis. But yeah, it's, it's not a fun start to the yeah. season again. Right. Um So at forward, you say so we wanna go six dot five, your choice. Who do you want? Oh man, it's it's it's, long, it's either Long, Gray, Negredo, or we could gamble and go with with Andy Carroll. We could gamble and go. I mean, he's their striker as of now, unless AU somehow does some foolishness. Mm. I mean, don't forget, we're also going against guys who are Liverpool supporters, so they're going to pick their max three Liverpool guys probably right off the bat. Yeah. So so it probably behoove us to completely gamble on somebody that they're probably not even looking at. Oh, I thought I'm you were not... going to say mitigate it and try to get another Liverpool guy in there somewhere. No, completely go with How much is Origi? He's uh, 6.5, I believe. 5. He's 5. 7.0. 7.0. Oh, man. I, w- I was actually going to throw this name out there as a complete wild card gamble for you. Mm. Are you ready? Yep. Solomon Rondon. Interesting. Uh, Six... Palace first week, I believe. Yeah, view info, fixtures. He's got Palace, Everton, Middlesbrough, Bournemouth. First. Yo, I mess with Rondon. He doesn't get many shots, but the ones he does get, he puts in. You want to go crazy? I'm I'm down. I like Rondon. Go go crazy. It's complete roster differential. Yeah. Also, just so people know, I hear this. (laughs) I do like the idea of Origi, um, as Sturridge is hurt. Like, I, I put him in my draft team because that's me gambling against Sturridge's health, which is a gamble I am fully confident in making. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the one thing about this team format that we've made thus far is we will be leaving good players on our bench every week. That's, that's why I usually like having at least one price dump. But we yeah. haven't done it at keeper. We haven't done it in defense or midfield. I, I, I don't know. I like having a good bench. As do I, but I like having two good options on my bench. I like of having the four, and we have like, four. Yeah, but guess what? This week, if if we like our team enough, we don't have to make a change next week, and we get two transfers week too. So you don't want to max out either forward or, or midfield here. No, max out. What do you mean max out? <laughs> like uh, then just get four uh, zero, or I guess they'd be four five in either forward or defender, or no. sorry, forward or midfield. No. What do we got left? All right. After we, we have, add, we have five five for midfield. 
There you go. Well, your your list of players are. I love me some Max Grudel, even though the fixtures suck. Yeah, they who, do who, suck. Who did I just? Who did I just add? I because I looked at that today and was like, mm, nope. Oh man, see if if you allow me to go cheap on keeper mm-hmm. and go for a four zero and Jakubovic or Pickford, we could get Redmond in here. Okay, but I don't want to. We I already said that I don't want two Southampton midfielders. You did say that, but I think I think what I think what we do is here you go another um another gamble. He's not going to play for us, right? Because mm. we're not going to play a fifth midfielder, but. Fixture-wise, they're great for the first two games, and he actually started to show well. And well, if we the, aren't the, starting him to start the season, the two positive fixtures to start the year kind of doesn't help. But that's that's good for us if he if he goes oh, up. Oh, if in he price. goes up in price, and then we can sell him on the bank. Yeah, absolutely. He's got West Brom, Spurs, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Stoke, Sunderland, Everton in his first seven games. Are you uh, about to say Wilfried Zaha? That's exactly who I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Balassi gone, I mean, he's gonna play. He's going to play. He's absolutely going to play. Interesting. Which makes my sneaky Taga pick from last night. Yeah. You know what's really funny? It's either Ibe or Zaha for me, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, like we, I, I much prefer Grudel over Ibe, but regardless, their schedule is horrendous. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is where we've ended up. Um, De Gea and uh, Mondanda is our keepers. Dan, Van Dyke, Dawson, Kone, and Friend in defense. Firmino, Tadic, Dulafeu, Sigurdsson, and Zaha in the midfield. Aguero, Vardy, and Rondon up top. You have managed to make a team with no Chelsea or Tottenham players in it. So congratulations on not being super biased. Um, So that's where we are there. The challenge has been accepted from those Anfield Index guys that that owe us so much beer. Um... And just a, just a mental note, if they do listen to this, to listen to our team, we do reserve the right to change anybody we want before get, before game time. On True, Saturday. we will we will send our confirmed team to you at the the deadline. Oh wait, we don't have to because it's going to be in the official game. Yeah, so, it'll be in the official game. So, yeah, so they'll, they'll see it. But we're 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 completely entitled to change our team once I get access and I can change the team to what I want completely. <laughs> it feels like you kind of already did. Oh, stop but that's it! That's fine. Other than stop. Craig Dawson. Obviously, we both love Firmino and Aguero, but we do have a lot of uh, likes that we we, we like do. similar. We just do. that our our punts our our punt theories are, are different. Very and- very different. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are at the fifty minute mark. We did want to touch on our target teams briefly. Would you rather do that? Or should we do like a little mini segment some other time? What do you think? Um, I mean, we we can t- we could touch on it now. I mean, we can just we can just go over our team. Maybe who, why don't we just talk about the first round and then we'll preempt it and maybe next show we'll get into our team and if we made any moves. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. First of all, uh, yeah, we had our experts draft last night. Um, based on my draft rankings, uh, I had the sixth best draft out of twelve, which isn't great, but it's a solid platform for me. I can build from that throughout the season. I think Rob had either the third or fourth best draft. Why don't you tell him a little bit about what you did? Um, you know, my first round, I was going best available. I didn't care who fell to me, and I was picking seventh overall. Um, and Dimitri Payet fell to me at seven. So, regardless if he plays the first yeah, game that was or not, bonkers. Uh, if he fall, if he, if he, he's probably not going to play the first game, but that's fine. You know, a lot of players aren't playing the first game, or they're going to see limited amounts of time. So, but Payet at seven, he was the I believe he was the second highest scoring midfielder last year. So yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, Mkhitaryan and Pogba both went before him. Although in this format, Pogba is crazy valuable as you mentioned. 
he was probably top seven anyway. But Mkhitaryan mm-hmm. sneaking up in there, I thought, was a, uh, before Payet. A little bit of a breach. Yeah, before Payet, before Aguero, before Sanchez. Mm, maybe <laughs> maybe not so much. Uh, I had the second overall pick, which is a bit of... Uh, let's, let's do our first two, actually. Because yeah. then that's well, right around. Who did you have second there? Why don't you run down? Why don't you run down the first round first, and then oh, okay. we'll, we'll go to the second round. Yeah. Um, so in the first round, I had the second overall pick, which I kind of begrudged, um, but I ended up taking Mesutozzo. I had a couple other guys I had in mind, like Aguero, um, just because I had to wait twenty-two picks before my next one, uh, twenty-three, I guess, in theory. Um, and so I knew all the forwards would be gone, and sure enough, they were. But we'll get to that in a sec. But um, yeah, so I, I took uh, Mezudotzil. He was the highest scoring player in this format last season. He was the highest assisting and the highest chances created, and it wasn't close. At least eighteen percent better than anyone else in those two stats. Um, you imagine he's going to keep it up this year? He's a known quantity. Uh, De Bruyne, kind of like the Aguero thing I was talking about earlier. You see, like, the really atta- uh, talented attacking midfielders under Guardiola haven't really done the trick. He doesn't really play 4-2-3-1. Um, so, like, a number 10 doesn't really exist. I know that Messi wears 10. Please do not come at me with that nonsense. <laughs> but, um, so I was a little shy on him. I liked Pyatt, but I- I'm a little interested to see how this whole 19 wingers and Europa League thing goes. Like you said, best player available. He was the best player last year. Even though I'm a Tottenham fan, you can't argue that that talent. So ended up going Otzel. Um, you obviously had two picks in between mine. You already said your first. Where'd you go second round? Uh, I went uh, Bobby Digital Roberto <laughs> Firmino. Uh, he's listed only as a he's listed as a forward in the uh, the Taga format. Um, I I pretty much every every mock I do I go midfielder forward or forward midfielder only because I want one of each in the first two picks. Uh, it kind of gives you a, a, a lockdown and a lockdown at both spots, and you have a little bit of flexibility because you are able to, you know, flex out your roster three five two four four two, however you want to configure it with the talent you have. So with Payet and Firmino, uh, I love it. Uh, when since uh, Klopp came on, Firmino basically has been a top scoring forward. He's basically looked like a different player. I'm um, hoping it continues with the no extra games for the Liverpudlians. So those are my first two picks. Uh, overall, the first round for everybody, I think, went well. Uh, it went first, first and second round, actually. Uh, it went better for other people, um, especially the Rotowire lads. Uh, he was gifted uh, at pick 11 overall, Alexis Sanchez. And then this, his second round pick, he had the choice of uh, Sergio Aguero or everybody else in the field. And he picked correctly, and he went with Sergio Aguero to match up with Alexis Sanchez. So if anybody does some kind of daily fantasy scoring, which this is kind of very similar to, um, yeah, he's uh, he's set up very nicely. That's my take on the yeah. first, second round. Yeah, you got, <laughs> you got pretty blessed there. Um, my second pick ended up being Willian. Uh, I was a little, uh, you know, earlier I've said, you know, you don't want to be too... Uh, reliant on what happened last season. William was one of my best calls last season. Um, got me up to that second place. And so I, he was he was there, and I had other options. Could have gone with, like, Coutinho or Barkley, um, even Arnautovic, which may have been the right way to go with a forward. Um, but I ended up just deciding to stick with William. He takes set pieces. I think by now we're seeing that regardless of if he's on the wing or if he's in the middle, he's going to get his minutes. Um, 
he, he scored so many beautiful free kicks last season. Obviously, Chelsea are going to be a better team this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought William was, was the way to go there. Um, then wrapped it with Giroud. And the only reason I bring that up is just because my picks were very close at that end of the draft. Um, so I did get my forward in there, but obviously not very thrilled <laughs> with that guy. Two Arsenal players in my first three. Not what I was hoping for coming into the draft. All right, uh, so that's a quick little recap of, of the first little bit of our Targa draft. Yeah, I, th- I think we will dig into that more um, next week. Also, this is going to be a perfect place to slide into plugs because both of us are writing about it. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find that and you? Uh, as always, you can find me on the flagship of the... No, I'm kidding. It's a, you can find me at soccer.rasball.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. You can find me on this podcast lurking around the uh, EPL index bushes and trees. Um, basically like the George McFly before Marty jumps in and pushes him <laughs> out of the way and he gets hit, hit by a car and he wears a life vest. Um, yeah, that was a long joke. <laughs> but anyway, so so uh, soccer.rasball.com. Uh, got rankings coming out for tomorrow for the league one, uh, per, uh, for the first week of the Premier League. I'll do a little start-sit action, but basically there's content there every day. Come by, swing by. I'll have a punch and pie, and we'll gift of gab it for a while. <laughs> nice. Um, go to the EPL Roundtable feed. You're already on it. You're listening to this. Great job. Uh, <laughs> listen to all of the shows. Uh, it's just getting ridiculous how many we're doing because we're doing club updates, which we did on Pogba and John Stones and Lester. Uh, the championship show. I just said I wasn't going to go through all of them, but here I am anyway. Uh, <laughs> the main show. Um, writing a uh, recap of our draft last night. That's just my perspective. If you want to read about everybody's, just go to his. I'm just talking through my mindset at each pick uh, and the players that were available that I thought about and then who I ended up taking. Um, so go check that out at theeaglesbeak.com. Uh, anything else? Am I forgetting stuff? I'm probably forgetting stuff. To go to at Kemroff. Your meds? <laughs> my meds, yeah. Uh, just go to at Kevroff on Twitter and you can find everything that I'm doing or at EPL Roundtable for this show. All right, Rob, it was really fun doing that draft last night. Really nice talking to you now. We're getting ready for the actual season to start, so everybody get hyped. Match week one it's coming at you live. Anyway, we'll be back next week recapping week one of Premier League action. Can't wait. Peace. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.